Welcome to the Lunar Light Podcast, a show where I decode the transits of the moon and planets to align with the cosmic call to action. Many people believe astrology is outside of themselves, but I'm here to tell you that it's not. As cosmic beings, we are not separate from the cosmos. We are a part of it. I'm your host, Karina Chrysler, transformational astrologer and divine feminine advocate, and I am here to take you on a radical self-actualization and healing journey through astrology, the elements, ritual, and the sacred practices of the divine feminine. I have worked with hundreds of women on helping them identify with their purpose, normalize that their spirituality and their sexuality are not separate, heal generational and past life trauma, and call out the shame that keeps us from our greatest potential. It is time for women to reclaim their most powerful essence. Are you ready to birth the life you truly desire? Then let's do this together. Hello, everyone. I'm Karina Chrysler, and this is the Lunar Light Podcast, and this is my very first episode which I'm so excited to dive right into this information as we're in such a pivotal time in history, but we're also in a time of transiting from 2021 into 2022. And today I just want to talk to you a little bit about what I'm excited for cosmically uh, in 2022. There's lots of aspects which I'm going to continue to update you and decode what's happening in the sky, but I'm going to touch on a few of my favorites. And then we're going to go right into um, this new moon in Capricorn on January 2nd at 1.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in 12 degrees Capricorn. And really, how do we utilize the new moon energy to really set our intentions, not only for that moon cycle, but possibly for 2022 as well. It's really not a coincidence that the Capricorn new moon happens, you know, at every new year. And, you know, we feel inspired to set goals for ourselves because Capricorn is so goal oriented and determined and has so much ambition. But the reason why I really like using the lunar cycles is that because it's only a 29 and a half day cycle, we can be a little bit more direct with our goals without thinking, oh my goodness, what do I want to create for this whole year? But with working with the lunar cycle, we can be specific and, and it can be a little bit more tangible in terms of what we're feeling at that time, what's important to us at the time, what we're willing to work on during that time too, and then create actionable items around it that inspire us to actually change. So this is why we're going to meet every two weeks. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's happening with the planetary transits and how we can embody this energy to really inspire change within us on the new moon and the full moon so that we can create rituals and practices. We're going to do a lot of fun stuff that will help you with this time that we are in and really to inspire you to step into your potential. So 
getting right into it, I am a transformational astrologer. So I really look to the outer planets to find what's hidden in your subconscious or in your body that's really preventing you from taking that step forward into stepping to into who you are. Most of my clients, they know what they want, but there's a lot of fear and shame and experience and past life memory and all of these things that happen to us that we either oppress or we don't process that really determines how we make decisions and really determines the set point of our worth. And really, it's just about creating space to see these things in order to say, okay, well, that that happened and reflect on it and take responsibility then for your personal healing journey. And although that doesn't sound necessarily like the most fun thing, when we can bring in the lunar cycles and bring in the planets and work on embodiment, it really creates this, you know, I, I would call it a romantic process that allows you to really connect to yourself. And, you know, that will definitely be my intention um, for coming together and having these types of conversations. So I'm all about embodiment. I'm all about transformation. I'm all about going to the root of things. My Scorpio moon wants to go to the depths of things to really get the information that you are seeking. So let's begin right away with some of the aspects of 2022 that I think if we sort of put at the forefront of our mind and how this year is being initiated, then the new moon intentions that we are going to be creating at the end of this episode can really have some uh, information or at least inspiration for you. As someone who studies the divine feminine, who works with their archetypes to embody like that energy and that information and their frequency in my life, I have to say, love the number 2022 as 22 is a very strong divine feminine number. It's actually Mary Magdalene's birthday of March, 2022. Sorry, March 22nd is Mary Magdalene's birthday. So ultimately it starts off well for me. The second part that starts off that makes me really excited around this divine feminine energy is that we begin 2022 in a Venus retrograde. So I am a seeker. I have, since I was a little girl, loved mythology, loved studying ancient, <laughs> ancient gods, ancient practices. I was always someone that wanted to know the mysteries of the world. So Egyptian mythology was definitely one of the things that I love to learn about. And in the ancient times, the Venus retrograde cycle was a very important one and studied and monitored probably the most with a lot of the astrologers in that time. Venus has a five-pointed star pattern in the sky. And in her five-star pattern, wherever that star point is happening in her retrograde cycle has a huge activation in our life cycles. So we begin 
with 2022 with activating one of these star points and happens to be in Capricorn with which is with this new moon as well. So I'm, I, I love this and let's break this down a little bit. So if you are interested in actually diving into this a little bit more around where this is happening in your birth charts, because that's always, you know, the extra step is understanding where this is happening in your birth charts. I am doing a workshop on January 8th to dive into this Venus cycle a little bit more. It is a day workshop that you can find more information on my website, but on a general level, (laughs) Venus and Capricorn in her retrograde cycle is really going to ask us to look at what we value. And I know that over the last two years, this has really opened up our minds, right. In terms of what, you know, what is important to me, you know, what have I lost? You know, what, who do I love? What do I want to do? How do I want to spend my time? Like all of that has been really invoked with uh, within us. And this Venus retrograde cycle can really get us to look at, okay, so what are you going to do about it though? (laughs) A Capricorn energy is very determined and strong in, in its ambition to get things done. So in a retrograde, the planets actually don't go backwards on the ecliptic. It appears to go backwards, but in our birth charts, Venus is going back to a point where she's already been. So a retrograde cycle always offers the opportunity to take a moment and to look at what we've possibly missed that we need to go back to and reframe. So this Venus retrograde cycle that started December 19th that has a huge activation on January 8th is, is starting us off on this year saying, what are your values? What's important to you? And to define them, right? Capricorn likes the list. It wants the to-do list. Tell me what I need to do. So the first step to this is really understanding what do you want? What is that desire, that inspiration, that passion, that relationship, that career, that whatever is like just in your soul that is not going away that's inspiring you to go for? What is it, first of all? And what are you going to do about it in order for that to shift from being intangible or just just a desire or just a thought or just a vision to actually co-creating it and birthing it into your life? So right now in this retrograde, we can think of this. You know, what am I doing right now in my life that does not align with my personal values. And our values are really important because this is what creates our boundaries. You know, this is, this is the essence of our worth and what we are going for in our lives. So it's really important to define this. And that's something that you can do right now without knowing where this is in your chart, without knowing anything else is like, what is really important to you? What has changed, especially over the last two years that has inspired you to look at at what's actually important to you in your life instead of thinking, well, I'm supposed to do that. The Venus retrograde cycle can really get us to look at, you know, what has been projected 
on us that isn't ours? What imprints are on us that live within our consciousness and our subconscious that aren't ours? So that's the first goal. You can almost put me on pause if you even want to, but or keep going. But that's a beautiful thing to actually do right now is just to define those values. The second thing with this Venus retrograde, especially on January 8th, when she hits her star point is then how are you going to get it done? Now, Venus is the goddess, right? It's the embodiment of the goddess. It's all about beauty and love and compassion, um, desire, intuition. It's really like strongly about embodiment and being in our bodies too. Well, the asteroids are goddess archetypes as well but venus to me is is possibly one of the stronger ones and because i am someone that is really about embodying and understanding the divine feminine energy within us and how to create this bridge that our sexuality and our spirituality can be connected instead of separated we need this bridge right now Venus can really show us this, which is important. In Capricorn, though, there are a lot of aspects of the goddess that we have to look at, right? One is beauty and, you know, the purest form of of the feminine. You know, the other is the darkness, right? There's the light aspect and then there's the dark aspect. There's the aspect of creation with the goddess. There's the aspect of destruction with the goddess. And I tend to go a little bit more to the destruction side because I have a Scorpio moon and it's like just where I like to go because without going to that aspect of destruction, there is no creation. So with this Capricorn Venus energy, there is that aspect of claiming your desire, which has a bit of intensity. Venus and Capricorn can use that divine feminine power to get what we want, to get our desires. And this is a very powerful time for us to think about this, you know, especially when we have to look at what isn't ours anymore. So if you can claim that and understand your values, then how can we take this powerful Venus energy and then create the action to get it done? And I believe that a lot of 2022 has this energy. Now, with this Venus retrograde cycle and this star point activation is one thing for 2022. The other point is in October when she activates a new star point in Libra, she's been in Scorpio for over a hundred years and she's going to be activating her star point on October 22nd of 2022, going from Scorpio to Libra. That's a huge change. It's a big difference. That's taking the aspects of Scorpio going like to those depths. What is like, what is dark that needs to be seen? What needs to come to the surface in order to change and transform. And then Libra, knowing how to get it done in terms of balance and harmony and looking at those justice pieces to create more harmony in the world. 
So Venus has been on one of her star points, really been activating this aspect of like the, the darker pieces of pain and the, the underbelly of some of the aspects of our world that aren't exactly nice to see so we can see them in order to, to transpire change. So this is going to create a strong pull to create more harmony in the world, which is what is needed. It's not about the feminine rising to a part where it's over the masculine. It's about that balance and harmony between the feminine and the masculine that needs to transpire for us to live in more harmony. And this activation point will definitely help us with understanding what we need to do in order for that to transpire. So Venus is going to be with us very strongly in 2022. And one of the aspects of Venus that and the feminine energy that I really, really, really wish for everyone to embody is compassion. We're all trying to figure things out right now. There's a lot of information that is misguided or not backed up or just a lot of different opinions that we have to come down to understanding like what is actually important to us and what resonates with us. And we're all going to do this differently. So how can we honor each other's path and the way we interpret this information in a compassionate manner that we're all really ultimately doing the best we can with very unfamiliar circumstances. So compassion, compassion, compassion. In Capricorn, she doesn't have that much compassion, but she does in terms of understanding what she needs to bring into her life in order to get the task done. This is one of my favorite things about 2022 is what Venus is going to do. I'm going to break things down and how she moves along throughout the months and through the lunar cycles with you guys, but get excited about what Venus is going to transpire for us, the cosmic opportunity she's going to give to us in 2022. The second thing is the eclipse cycles. So we just completed the Gemini Sagittarius eclipse cycle on December 4th. Taurus and Scorpio are coming up for 2022. And I gotta say, I kind of love this, this one, and I can't wait to see what transpires from this. But we really, we've, we've activated Taurus. We haven't activated Scorpio yet. They will start with, uh, in April, April 30th will be the first solar eclipse in Taurus and May 16th will be the first lunar eclipse in, in Scorpio. So we have some time before the eclipse season really comes into play, but moving from Gemini and Sag, which is so rooted in information and communication and understanding our personal mastery and what has prevented us possibly from stepping into our mastery and what we are freeing ourselves from and getting really strong in our mind for how to go for that. Now we can move into a very strong transformational aspect of the Taurus and Scorpio 
section. Now, Taurus is ruled by Venus too. And Taurus is also where Uranus is, which is my third favorite part of uh, 2022, but we'll get to that next. So the Taurus aspect will be the North Node energy, which is the energy that we need to lean into that destiny aspect, the pull that's going to bring us back into alignment of our path will be rooted in Taurus, which requires safety, requires security, requires us to really understand, like doesn't make decisions that do not feel solid, which the Sagittarius and Gemini eclipse cycle would have brought to us, would have given us that information. So Taurus could really embody this. Taurus is really strongly connected to the divine feminine. It's ruled by Venus. It's loves beauty and sensuality and really can help us determine what we want. Where Libra is more who we want. Taurus is more what we want. But Uranus is in Taurus too. And the North Node and Uranus will come together at midpoint of this year, which is one of my favorite conjunctions when Uranus and North Node conjoin and when Uranus and the South Node conjoin. So we'll be at the North Node conjoinment of this, which is really bring back this aspect of our knowing. And it's like remembering to me, this is like a, a, a remembering aspect. You know, when you read a book that you've never read before, but the information that you're reading is kind of like familiar to you, it has a lot of North Node Uranus energy. So we're going to get that activation with this eclipse cycle, but Salvador Dali actually had um, North Node Uranus conjunction and you know, his art was obviously very progressive and different. And he actually had a very hard time with being that type of artist at first because he was so different. You know, he was a leader in a lot of ways and opening up a different way of looking at things. And this remembering, this knowing, this innate talent that he had, he actually had a very hard time with embracing that at first. And sometimes, this energy can really come to us, you know, in a, in a strong, passionate way, but, you know, maybe your family doesn't embody it or your friends or, or whatever it might be. Sometimes it's a little bit challenging, but it is who you are and it is rooted in this life. And this eclipse cycle, I believe, especially for women, because Taurus does have a very strong aspect of the feminine and I work with women mostly. So this is, you know, what I know, but I feel that this eclipse cycle is going to help a lot of women understand that it is safe to be seen. It is safe to live in your greatest potential. It is safe to be authentically who you are. Now, when we work with North Node energy, I want you to think about it's like climbing that mountain, right? It's not exactly easy. You have to have the tools and the support to be able to do it, but it is meant for you. And this eclipse cycle is going to help us understand this. And it's going to go through all of 2022 with the help of Venus, which is also doing a massive shift in her five-pointed star cycle, 
or pattern. Now the self node aspect of the eclipse, because eclipses always work with the nodes of the moon. So we're always working with the north node and the south node. The south node aspect of this eclipse cycle will be in Scorpio. So a lot of people are afraid of Scorpio energy. It's my favorite because I do have a Uranus moon conjunct uh, in Scorpio. So this is the energy that has really changed my life in a lot of ways once I understood it. I tell you, in my 20s and a teenager, didn't understand how this Scorpio energy was really influencing my consciousness and me being really uncomfortable all the time about what I was feeling or seeing or hearing. But once I understood my Scorpio composition and the Scorpio moon is very different from a Scorpio sun, but the Scorpio energy is always going to take you to the depth of use of the depths of what you're seeking in order to change. There is a strong aspect of death. There's a strong aspect of birth with the Scorpio energy. And in that cycle of death and rebirth, we're always very connected to that source. So self node energy is all about us understanding the repetitive patterns that keep us in our past south node really represents a lot of our past, our past lives, um, which we can get into a lot with the Scorpio um, energy and past life memories is one of my biggest things that I work with in terms of transformation. But the south node is going to help us, especially like where this is happening in your chart, but the south node is going to help us see this. Scorpio takes things that are hidden in the deep, dark waters, the depths of the waters, and brings them to the sun, that phoenix type of energy of rising from the ashes, right? So if we can allow ourselves to be a little uncomfortable, to see these things, to see the patterns, to see the parts of ourselves that we might not love, you know, even, but need to love because it's part of ourself. You know, those, those things that we possibly need to forgive about ourselves or the experiences or the people that we need to forgive in order to transform, to grow and to get out of this repetitive cycle. I think there's going to be a lot of generational healing with this next eclipse cycle as well, but we can't step into like getting to that top of that mountain, that North node energy without understanding the past and, and what's keeping us at the bottom of the mountain in the first place. And this is going to be this beautiful aspect of this eclipse. And I'll walk you through this because I have a lot of exercises and a lot of things that I have personally embodied in my own life because of my strong Scorpio energy and, and being a transformational astrologer. But the beauty of this is, is we can finally say like, bye, you know, like I'm done. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to do this anymore. And this huge aspect of Venus with this compassion piece, I think will help us look at forgiveness in a different way as well, because forgiveness is really for us. It's not for anyone else. The first thought of that is I can't forgive them, you know, and and this is up to you. You have to be ready to do this. It's not something that you can just snap your fingers and it's done. 
there's an aspect of forgiveness that once we're ready, really frees us. So we have this beautiful eclipse cycle that will be initiating this powerful aspect of the feminine as well with Venus and Scorpio with the depths of our sexual energy and our and, and sexuality and creation and hopefully bring this bridge of that sexuality to our body. Taurus is very much related to our body to bridge them together for personal growth. Now I'm going to talk about sexual energy and sexuality a lot because I believe um, this is really ultimately how we are going to heal and step into our potential. And this, because I study ancient philosophy and um, mythology so much, this was such a powerful way, sex and and understanding our sexual energy was uh, an extremely powerful way to co-create and to magnetize our vital essence, our life force essence in all aspects of our lives. And this is going to, this will be something with this eclipse cycle, looking at our sexuality and our sexual wounds will definitely be brought to our attention, especially with the collective. It's a huge collective wound right now. Okay. So the last piece to 2022 I'm going to talk about today is Uranus going direct on January 17th. It's been in retrograde for a while since June and Uranus is my planet. You know, it is the, the planet that I believe holds the memory of our souls our soul memory, our knowing, it's always going to create radical change in our lives to bring us back into alignment of who we are. So Uranus to me wins. <laughs> you can't fight Uranus. You can, because we all have our personal will, but Uranus usually wins. And it's Uranus also that helps us with our Saturn aspects to the walls that we put up Um that protect ourselves. Uranus is always opening us up, opening us up. Remember, 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 connecting us to that soul point. So Uranus is in Taurus. Again, this change that is um, being transpired within this Venus aspect of what we want. Like one thing with, with Uranus and Taurus, especially where it's at, in its transits, it moves very, very slowly. It's in one sign for seven years. So it's actionable item is really slow. Thank God, because, because it can create radical change. We want this to happen slowly. So once it comes out of retrograde, it's going to be in the second half of its, of its pathway through Taurus. So we've been initiating this energy. Now we can kind of get grounded and rooted into what we're going to do in order for things to change. So with all this other Venetian energy, this, this Venus energy and where the eclipse cycle is and all this change that's getting us to move into this Taurus energy. We have a beautiful opportunity to step into the root of our authenticity. Now, I do believe that there is this rising of what has been taken and lost and stolen from women and looking at the massive sexual wound and sexual shame around women, this is going to be the opportunity to start talking about it, you know, start supporting each other, 
you know, start looking at how have, what is my own personal shame around my sexuality and my even being in my body period. And I work with a lot of women that have trauma around this, a lot of trauma. I'd say 75% of my clientele has um, either sexual trauma or sexual shame. And this is a big aspect of my purpose and what I'm working on behind the scenes as well uh, in my practice. And I think this energy of Uranus starting to go, it's been in retrograde for a while and it's starting off this year in a, in a highly dominated Venus feminine energy to really help us start opening the shame and the wound up so we can start healing. And that could be very the very first uh, step is even calling out the shame. Trauma is a little bit different. Trauma takes a little bit of, of time. There's a lot of safety that needs to happen in order for us to look at our trauma or to heal from our trauma. But Taurus does create the aspect of safety and security. So my wish for this energy of this year and even moving on for another two or three years is that how can we create that space, that safety, that collaboration, that community for this type of sexual wounding or shame to start healing. And I know this is in men too, um, but my personal practice is with women and that's just what I know, but it's just time. It's time to look at the shame. The shame is very low vibrational. So if we want to heal and step into our potential and understand our worth, which Taurus does, Taurus knows our worth, our worthiness then we have to look at those lower vibrational aspects and seek the help we need in order to heal. The other aspect of Uranus being in Taurus is looking at our resources, right? Taurus has a very strong connection to wealth, to money, to our resources. And where we are at, you know, in in terms of where our planet is at and how our resources are changing and looking at climate change, Uranus can really help us understand what, what inspired action we need to make in order to be the change that needs to happen right now. So we can be more sustainable. So, you know, we're not experiencing such radical aspects of our beautiful planet falling apart. So there's a lot of this wonderful action happening in 2022. Do I think it's going to be easy? (laughs) I don't think so. It doesn't have to be hard, but we have to stand in our resilience and that knowing and our values and, and be in the resonance of our essence to really understand what am I going for and what do I want and how do I want my life to be? Like, aren't we all so exhausted with living the life that someone else has projected on us or what we think we're supposed to do and like what would actually happen if we stepped more into who we are and made decisions based on that. And that is my hope for 2022. That is my interpretation of 
some aspects of the cosmos that are trying to give us the opportunity to see. So I know I just gave you guys a lot. (laughs) I've told them a lot all the time, but I've never been called boring. So you can take whatever resonates with you in terms of this. And I will break this down with the lunar cycles as we go, just like we're going to do right now. And always happy to hear your feedback in terms of what you want me to expand on as well. So let's get into this new moon. As I said, this podcast, I'm going to take what's happening in the cosmos, decode it, and then use the lunar cycles of the new moon and the full moon so we can embody this, create rituals, create practices, bring the unconscious to our consciousness, build our sexual energy, do all the things to utilize the moon phases to really understand who am I? What do I want? How do I want to feel? What am I forgiving? How am I healing? All those aspects of transformational growth. This new moon in Capricorn. Now, a new moon is the first day of the new lunar cycle that happens every 29 and a half days. So the moon is a way to connect to our bodies, our intuition, our subconscious, our emotions. It is our emotional body. And often we're taught that we are not our emotions, but I can tell you one thing that I've learned in my practice. This is far, far, far from the truth. In fact, I am someone that follows traditional Chinese medicine, my older brother is a Chinese physician and has really taught me to look at the emotion as a flag point in terms of what's happening in the body. The emotions hold wisdom. It's that simple. So with the lunar cycles, this is what it's trying to get us attached to. What is the wisdom of our body trying to tell us in order for us to change, in order for us to grow, in order for us to heal? in order for us to be inspired. So the new moon presents us with this beautiful new beginning of what type of change or growth or whatever we're desiring, how do we bring this into our lives? So the reason why I love the working with the lunar phases, and I've been doing this for many, many, many years, is that I'm not a type of person that if you ask me, what's your five-year plan? I used to hate that when I got interviewed. (laughs) What's your five-year vision or goals? And I'd be like, I have no idea. So I'm not someone that can, I'm not organized or my brain isn't like that. Like I I am all water pretty much in my birth chart. So I need to feel inspired. I need to feel what's going on. So for me, the lunar cycles was a beautiful opportunity to work with goals and to create a lot of awareness in my life in a short period of time. So it made it very tangible. And that's what we can do here too. So we're thinking of our goals or our intentions for this cycle, this month, basically. It can be very powerful. And this is how we get things done, right? Slow and steady wins the race. Very Taurus. (laughs) Slow and steady wins the race. The new moon asks us, what is our intention that we're setting for this month? What do we want to get done? What do we want? Okay. What do we want to release? What do we, what are anything that you're personally working on? That's up to you. There's no rules around that, but an intention is really your personal will. 
So this is putting our will into our goals and what we're trying to achieve and putting our will into the universe. So to plant these seeds, right? So the new moon is us injecting our personal will into the energy that is around us, right? It works a lot with the different laws of the universe, um, but we have to ask for what we want. If we don't ask, how is it ever going to come to us? And that's exactly what we're doing. Now, the way I set my intentions and do my new moon rituals is, is, is a personal practice that, you know, I, I, I've definitely have had a lot of inspiration and wonderful mentors throughout my life, but this is the one that, or this is what I do that resonates with me. And that's always something that you really want to have firmly embodied that this needs to resonate with you. If it doesn't resonate for you, it's not going to work, especially with your intentions. If you can't feel this, then chances of it coming to flourishing is, is not high. So it has to feel good. You have to, you have to feel like this will work for me. This makes sense. I love this. You sh- it should feel romantic, right? So with your intentions, you want to state your name and write down what you're declaring. And I usually write, I, Karina Chrysler, am declaring in this sort of state. What just, you can, you can go beyond the month, but try to keep it very specific in what you're trying to make tangible at that point in time. And I always end it with like, thank you, or it is done, or so be it, whatever works for you. And I sign my name. And then what I do is I say my intention out loud. Um, whether it's in a mirror or under the stars, because a new moon, won't, we won't really see the moon under the stars, but you just want to say it out loud three times. And I pick three, like to sort of have all those aspects of the goddess. So the first time I'm saying it, it's that maiden energy that's excited and, and ready and to go and has the, and doesn't have a lot of experience that will inhibit, you know, our wishes, right? Like the maiden has this very hopeful, energetic aspect, which we need to pull into our intention. And I go to the mother aspect of nurturing this um, intention of birthing, this intention of, of having that aspect of birthing to it so it can come into our lives. And then I say the intention with the crone wisdom, which is what wisdom do I need to invoke right now in order for this intention to come to life? And this is a practice will take some time, um, but it's all about your intention and what you're putting into this. You cannot get this wrong other than it not being authentically how you feel. Okay. So this new moon in Capricorn has a lot of aspects of what I was talking about at the very beginning of this podcast, which is largely around, what do I want? Okay. Now the moon and Capricorn are pretty opposites. The moon is very, you know, intuitive about emotion, embodiment, where Capricorn is very logical. There's really strong thought process. It has to make sense, right? So how we can utilize this Capricorn energy is taking that emotional wisdom of what we want and understanding how to get it done. What I'd like 
you to pay attention to, or what I would hope you'd pay attention to for this new moon is again, that thing that will, that desire that does not go away. Um, regardless of what you try to do, whether it's a person, whether it's a business, whether it's a home, whether it's a traveling, whatever it might be, but that desire within you that is always there. Now there's a thing with this aspect or there's an aspect to this desire that I want you to understand if it's there it's meant for you. The desire is there. It is meant for you. You don't need to know how it's all going to work out. You don't need to understand how it's going to transpire in your life. All you need to do is say yes on this new moon for this desire and claim it. Now, as we move through Capricorn season and as Venus activates the star point in Capricorn, she's going to help us with understanding how to get this done. And this Venus Capricorn energy really helps us get it done. It's like on, you're on a mission, your passion, your inspiration, that desire is on a mission to bring it into your life right now. So understand what that mission is and put that in your intention. First, we have to understand what is the desire. We have to acknowledge it. We have to say, this is, this is the thing that I, that does not go away <laughs> that I'm going to claim now for myself. And then in your intention, in your personal, personal will, show me the next steps. And some of you might already know what type of inspired action you can take in order to nurture this intention. Think of it like a seed, planting it in the ground, the actionable items, the inspired action that you can put around this just nurtures that seed to grow. So that's very strongly related to the new moon or sorry, to the full moon, which we're going to get into. But right now let's just declare what that desire is and that you're saying yes, that it is for me. And you're asking then and surrendering. There's a big aspect of surrender with the feminine that we have to trust that if it's meant for us, it's going to come into our lives. So this new moon has a lot of power around this. Let's set the intention you can do this on January 2nd or, I mean, do it in general, whether you are listening to this podcast on the 4th or the 5th or now, the whole point is just to do it, but it is magnified. I, I love doing it within um, 12 hours of the new moon just because I just, the energy is so potent. The moon moves fast. The moon moves into different signs every two and a half days. So it, to me, the energy is there, which I would try to take um, and utilize, but more importantly, it's just declaring it because the Venus energy isn't going to weaken in 2022. So thank you so much for joining me. My next episode will be on the full moon, uh, which will air on January 12th. 
and we'll get into all the details of the planetary aspects then. In the meantime, I wish you a very happy new year and all the best for 2022. This is a strong year of empowerment and I'm just sending you all the energy and all the vibes that whatever is in your heart's desires that you believe that it's meant for you and you go for it and you get it. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, Again, my workshop is on January 8th, the Venus cycle workshop and embodying our goals for 2022. You can find more information about that on my website at karinachrysler.com. And you can find other aspects of my work on my website or on Instagram as well. And just take care and wishing you the best of this holiday season. Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back in two weeks for the next lunar shift. Please feel free to share with your friends. And as always, I'm happy to hear your feedback and any questions you want me to touch on in future episodes. You can find me at karinachrysler.com and on Instagram to stay in touch with my offerings, including booking an astrology reading, learning any cosmic updates I'm talking about, or any moon ceremonies I'm hosting. Take care of yourselves, and please consider leading with compassion and courage during this transformational time. Stay well, beauties. I'll see you soon.